Hi, and welcome to the events experience, where we take a deep dive into everything event planning. I work for Bishop McCann, an agency devoted to creating joy through meetings, incentives, and events for big name brands. On this podcast, myself and our company's experts will discuss all things events. So keep listening to hear all about the latest tips and trends for virtual, live, and hybrid events. Hi, everyone. I'm here with Amber Heinz, Bishop McCann's Vice President of Operations. Amber has over 20 years of broad-ranging experience in the events industry, and she motivates her team to reach operational excellence while creating amazing experiences for our clients. In today's episode, we are going to be discussing live corporate event health protocols and how important it is to take the time to thoroughly consider how you can make your event as safe as possible. Thank you so much for chatting with me, Amber. I know how busy you are, so I really appreciate you coming on today. Oh, I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to talk about this and to chat with you today. Yes, me too. So first, let's start off by talking about what health trends you're seeing in relation to COVID. Yeah. Oh, of course. Well, of course, the last year, year and a half, things have changed significantly, yeah. uh, not only the environment, but, you know, also the, the trends have changed significantly. You know, we, we started in one way and then we've continued to evolve as we've learned more and the more time that we've had um, to really kind of hone in on those health trends or topics, if you will. You know, a few of the things that we've been seeing um, coming up for really just the meetings themselves, on-site meetings, things of that sort, is there's a plethora. I think it really depends on a few different things. We have our our partners, our hotel partners, our, our client partners, mm-hmm. um, all of those types of people who are really a part of making all of these decisions and being and be in where the comfortability has. So it's really not one person's ability to decipher the health items that are needed to, to have a program, but but really a group of people who are, who are necessary for that. But we've seen things such as asking for vaccine statuses. Um, mm-hmm. that, that certainly is a, a piece that people are talking about right now. The health questionnaires, I think many of us have seen plenty of those, <laughs> but those are things that people are including in their in their meeting apps and including even pre-event, you know, where people are are needing to, to really just make sure that people are well aware of what they're getting into. I would also say we've seen a few groups asking for showing of negative tests mm-hmm. prior to coming to a program. So uh, not only electronically, but sometimes just uh, physically, that sort of thing. Uh, but mostly electronically, I think we've seen a lot of contactless pieces of, right. of technology that we're working on here, which has been nice and efficient. You can change things on the on the dime and, and kind of roll with the changes if you need to. I would also say an interesting piece, which I, I really do like, especially if there's some real uncomfortability uh, with coming on site, is sending testing kits home to the people prior to arriving on site. I know there's plenty of places to be able to get tests, but just being able to have that personal touch of being able to send that so people don't have to go out and worry about where they're going to get a test yeah. or anything like that, being able to send those and, and also people to be able to do them on site on the program. So we've offered those on site with in-house physicians and, and other uh, physician partners as well to be able to just, again, make people feel very calm and comfortable, but also feel mm-hmm. like that there's the highest level of health. I think that's really important. Yeah, definitely. Especially with just how things have been in this environment. I think this is such an important topic to be talking about right now. Oh, absolutely. So with those trends in mind, what are some things that were commonplace in 2019 that are changing now in 2021? You know, I think, of course, there's plenty of those, which, 
you know, in some ways, it's nice to jumpstart our industry in some ways to be able to leap forward 10 years, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, in the future of of kind of what everyone wanted an electronic and and technologically savvy industry to be. Uh, So we've kind of been forced to leap forward. And in that way, it's exciting. And there's a lot of excitement around that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say a lot of changes from 2019. Uh, One of Touchless registration, that's one of them, I would say. You have people who are able to register on site for the program through their app saying, I'm here, you know, don't need to worry about me, um, where you don't really have to stop by a reg desk or, or something of that sort. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have people who are sending representatives to pick up items, um, one for a group of 15 or, or something of that sort. I would also say the virtual and hybrid obviously were not, uh, or what you might call blended, uh, the virtual and blended meeting. We're not in the picture in 2019, really. It was mm-hmm. it was there um, in the background, quietly kind of doing its thing, but really just catapulted to the forefront where we have now more than one option to be able to fit the need of the time, the environment, and really the attendees. You know, if you think about before it was kind of one or not, you know, you either come in right. person or you don't really do it or, mm-hmm. you, and, or sometimes people feel slight slighted, if you will, if we're doing it by a streaming or remotely somehow, it didn't feel right. But, you know, there's so many, so many companies now that can determine what makes sense. You know, the number of meetings that a company has um, is kind of being asked now. Uh, before mm-hmm. it was, well, we have to have it. We have to have it physically. But now there's a lot more questions that in 2019 may not have even been on the radar. Um, it's kind of rinse and repeat, or of course it would be a live meeting. So there's a few a few things of there. I'd say the other piece would be kind of the work from anywhere mentality, changes to company landscapes, and how companies are working in and of themselves, which then affects, of course, our industry. Mm-hmm. And there's all sorts of all sorts of changes that weren't there in 2019 that that definitely um, have kept us on our toes this last year. Yeah, definitely a completely different landscape, like you said. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you think that these trends that we've been talking about, do you think that they're here to stay permanently? Or do you think eventually these will be things of the past? You know, I I think it's, it's an interesting question. Of course, I would like to say, Yes, they're all staying and, and, mm-hmm. and we've made a lot of headway here. Um, and I think we have made a lot of headway. I also believe that there are some of them will stay for a while. I think, you know, once maybe the virus is contained a little bit better, you'll continue to see those health trends that people really enjoyed of making sure things are clean and fresh and, and people feel comfortable and safe in that way. But maybe you might see people shaking hands at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, you may see people giving a hug here and there when, <laughs> when all of this kind of starts to happen. And so in that way, I don't know necessarily that it will all stay. Mm-hmm. I think health standards will be expected as we move forward. Of course, a certain level of health standard. Right. Um, but I also think that there will always be a place for virtual and hybrid meetings. It's just that I think that in-person will continue to reign supreme in a lot of ways. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean there's not a place for virtual or hybrid. I, I think that some of the results of having virtual and hybrid have made it more efficient for people. And, uh, you know, you you have a workforce that you take out of the field, if you will, some people take out of the field or wherever you're taking them from and having them travel to and from somewhere. And so, so there's some productivity pieces where does it make sense to have this meeting in person 
from a productivity standpoint and from a company cost perspective to ensure that the messages and the goals that are necessary for that program, um, what's going to hit better there? I think that's the Mm -hmm. the biggest piece. People need to evaluate what their goals are for the program and then fit them into that slot. I still do feel like in-person will will reign a little bit higher, but maybe some of those other smaller smaller groups and smaller little Mm -hmm. individual things will continue. And maybe there might be a virtual component where you know, right now the virtual and in-person, when you have a a blended program, those audiences are treated very much the same. They're going Mm -hmm. on different tracks, but they have a very similar experience. Now, maybe that will continue, or maybe it will be, if you choose to do virtual, maybe it's a recorded listening or something of that sort. Um, I'm not sure. We're kind of feeling that out still to know how that works, but still that collaboration and connection, I would love for that to stick. Uh, and mm-hmm. to find new and different ways to present information and to get things to people in their hands uh, from a technology perspective, uh, whether it be in a live or a virtual environment. So I'm hoping some of them stay because I think some of them are <laughs> exciting. And it, and I yeah. hope that the, the innovation that our environment has uh, created in our industry, I kind of want that to stay for sure. For sure. Yeah. 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 So it, there's a few I'd love to love to stay there. Yeah. And hopefully we do see that some of those do stick even over time. So like you were saying, live, you think will kind of reign supreme a bit. I think if there's one thing that COVID has showed us, it's like, man, this in-person connection is a big deal. And when you don't have it, you really miss it. And so with those live events in terms of Mm -hmm. prevention strategies, what are some things that planners should consider putting in place to minimize risk? Yeah, I, I think that's a um, a good thing to think about because you're right. I think that we have a desire to be with mm-hmm. each other physically. And yeah. so, you know, how is it that we can do that and people feel safe and comfortable coming and going to and from the meeting? The first thing I would suggest is, again, it's a group activity, meaning you've got to get your partners. Your partners need to have their team of associates involved. Everyone needs to come together and you need to do it based on a 360 view. What are all the outside environment telling us? What is it that's happening there? So you need to realistically review the environment, review Mm -hmm. your attendees. You have to review internal uh, policies for work and the environment of what hotels or what venues are available to you, what facilities are, are available. What is their health protocols? A lot of times you can have as many health protocols as you want, but if if the, the facility that you're at maybe isn't as strict as you'd like to be or stricter than you would like to be, um, you mm-hmm. know, vice versa, um, then you really have to evaluate those. So there's a lot of missing or a lot of uh, a variety of pieces that need to go into that. But a few of the things I would say that would be important is you need people to feel comfortable to be honest, uh, right. to say not feeling well, I'm mm-hmm. staying in my room. Or, you know, you know, you you do want to create that environment where people aren't afraid to say that they're not feeling well or that they're going to be punished or they're going to maybe look be looked down upon or something of that mm-hmm. sort. So I think uh, creating a good environment to say we're bringing you there. But again, if you if you're not feeling well, please, we're not going to get upset if you just stay in your room and we can have someone look at you yeah. or get you tested. Uh, that is a really big piece because I also know people are conscientious about their work and they want to be um, want to be there and someone flew them there. But again, uh, thinking about the bigger, bigger common good, um, I think is helpful. I would also say communication is very important. If there is a positive case, making sure we're communicating to the greater uh group of people, ensuring that we 
we don't scare everyone, but also mm-hmm. to ensure that they're feeling as though they're getting honest information in a very timely manner and telling them what their next steps are. So being able to kind of do that ahead of time to know what you would do if that case were to occur. And again, that's not just dictated to someone that that is a team in uh, sport, if you will, of right. coming up with all those communications <laughs> and, and what that what that means. Because again, you have a lot of different policies from the hotel to your client partners to those individuals as well, even to airlines, you know, the policies for those. So I also would think um, the, the last piece is, you know, making the call based on the environment like I talked to you about before. Mm-hmm. If something were to happen, you know, again, in this environment, there's so many different scenarios that could or could not happen. I think it's a matter of trying to pre-prepare yourself for as much as you can and right. feeling capable that you have the right players that you could reach out to, that they all know they, they could reach out to you to come together quickly, to observe the, the environment and make a quick call that you feel like is in the best interest of the greater good of the, of the attendees. So I think those types of pieces, of course, you know, mitigating at the beginning where mm-hmm. you can have contactless registration that we mentioned or, or yep. things where you can show that you have, um, you've passed a test or any of those, again, it ramps up. I think all of those are great having in-house physicians on site, just in case, um, if you really feel like you need a quick, quick answer. Yeah. Um, I think all of that is helpful. And with all of those prevention strategies, obviously we put those preventative measures in place to try and keep an outbreak from happening, but we do know that that can occur. So what is your opinion on a COVID outbreak at an event? How do you handle that challenge when you're faced with that? Sure. I think, again, figuring out what what we have on our hands here Mm -hmm. uh, in a quick, timely manner and asking people to maybe isolate themselves if they're not feeling well, um, not maybe, but asking them to uh, isolate themselves so we can figure out what's going on, making sure that we can get people tested as quickly as possible. Because again, you don't know if you're dealing with the flu, you don't know if you're dealing Mm -hmm. with COVID, you don't know if you're dealing with some (laughs) other thing, the allergies. I know that that's always on a lot of people's minds of what am I dealing with here? So which some of that can be confusing and it can um, be. Yeah. Yeah. But if you do have an outbreak, I mean, I think just everyone understanding that we're all in it together and having people isolate so we can get them what they need. And again, that, that important communication that is necessary, not only to the people who are a part of not feeling well, but also to the people that are feeling well, that are trying to figure out what's going on. Um, that that can also, there's kind of two, two groups of people, if you will, mm-hmm. to ensure that we're communicating again, honestly and timely and effectively. Yeah. Uh, so again, people know what their next steps are. They know what's necessary and they know what's going on. People like information and the, the lack of information will cause a stir. So making sure that you can maybe get on top of the uh, top of that is super important. And, and again, you know, knowing what your partners require will also help uh, if mm-hmm. an outbreak does, does come up and what the protocols are to isolate and, and whatnot, if you physically need people to isolate when they're still at the program. Right. And you had kind of touched on communication and Mm -hmm. we know, as you were saying, just how important communication is, especially now, like if ever, this is the most important time to be doing that. So in terms of that, how can we ease some of that anxiety that attendees might be feeling and make sure that they're excited to get back in person? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, we want people to be excited to be yeah. in person, especially if, if you're going to invest in all of this, um, to get people there, you don't, um, you know, there, there sometimes is 
maybe people's first trip out, they're feeling a little nervous. They're not sure Mm -hmm. what to expect. And so, you know, you want to talk to those people first and foremost. And so I always just assume everyone's kind of there because uh, the others will see what they need to see. But I think just reassuring people that we have, you know, what the reasoning is for the program to ensure they understand step-by-step what this, what, what is necessary, what they're going to encounter each piece of the way Uh, talking about the air travel. If we're providing air travel, what does that look like? What is it that you're going to need in order to feel safe and comfortable when you're traveling to the program and back from the program? When you arrive at the hotel, this is what you can expect. Mm-hmm. And this is what you will see. And there will be reminding them of the health protocols that are being taken. You will see hand sanitizing stations around every corner. You will <laughs> you will see temperature gauges all over and, and, and things of that sort where, you know, whatever it is, the whatever uh, you're going to be doing, I think it's important to explain to everyone that there will be contactless registration if mm-hmm. indeed there is. Um, and what does that mean? Your app will provide you with all the steps that are, that are necessary. There's hospital and, and doctor's offices and testing facilities listed in your app if indeed you do that. So anything you can do to provide them with all the tools to get there and then reminding them that this is an exciting time and that you can still have fun and be healthy mm-hmm. at the same time and really get them jazzed up with the messaging and the creative and the content that's coming and the visuals um, because you don't have to be boring while you're still following health protocols. Right. You can have fun and you can do things and you can, you can really just have an amazing uh, time, which is what our industry does. It really, it tries to, you know, bring people together and really make a connection. And that's what we want to mm-hmm. do. And in, in the experiences is where the connections come. So we want those connections uh, that are memorable to be the positive ones. Yeah. So To finish up this episode, are there any other tips you would give event planners as they face the return to live events? Yeah. I mean, if I think about that, I think that it's really just a matter of evaluating your environment in the moment, not making knee-jerk reactions, just Mm -hmm. really because I think it's been a year and a half of, of just trying to figure it all out. And I think we're a little bit smarter than we were when we started <laughs> uh, just evaluating what, what, what is necessary. So take a deep breath and, and really look at those, those programs, what's needed, what's not. And don't forget, you know, if, if you're going to have a hybrid meeting or a blended meeting, shall we say, don't forget the people who are virtual. Don't forget the people that are live. Make sure they all feel very special and included. And uh, it does take a little bit more time. It Give yourself a good amount of time to, to make that experience worth it to your attendees, to yourself. Yeah, give yourself that wiggle room. If you're able, obviously there's some people that can't, but um, mm-hmm. when you're able to, please take that time and try to enjoy the opportunity to be together if you choose to be together. If you choose to be virtual, you can also have a ton of fun there too. We've seen that all year long. So yeah. don't cross that out. Don't cross it out. You can still do that um, and not go, you know, oh, we got to do virtual. That's not it at all. It, there is, yeah. there's a time and a place for all of it. And I think it's, a, again, a matter of trying to figure out what your goals and objectives are and uh, and have some fun on that. Well, thank you so much, Amber, for talking with me today. And I just really appreciate your time. Thank you. I had a great time. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the events experience. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and create joy wherever you go. 